there's been a little bit of a decline in like the sort of like DIY art scene. Um, I think with increase in rent, the spaces that previously uh, supported community art shows and that kind of work have slowly been disappearing, which is really unfortunate. That was painter Madeline Tanzi. I'm Jeff, and this is Story San Francisco. Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from bartenders, artists, business owners, and other San Franciscans telling stories and responding to the question, what is it about this place? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3, Part 2. In this podcast, Maddie and I talk about going on Instagram treasure hunts. She talks about taking the inspiration she got from all the street art she was seeing in San Francisco and Oakland and helping to put on an art show back in 2012. Later in the episode, she shares her thoughts on the state of the art world in 2018. Here's Maddie. When Instagram first started, it became really fun to to kind of go on these like treasure hunts in those neighborhoods, like going into the mission and finding like the tiniest little tag or wheat paste or piece of street art like tucked, you know, wherever it was and and being able to like post that on Instagram. And it and it was I noticed that the culture kind of started building around that is like trying to find the the next piece that was put up and and post it so like you I was I was going on a lot of like adventures specifically for that like it became so much fun for me to go out into the mission or in the East Bay and whatever I was doing I was always looking for like whatever type of message was you know hiding around the next corner for me um I think Instagram's changed a little bit in that like a lot of those artists have their own Instagrams now and so they just post stuff and there's no like fun in going and finding it in a way (laughs) but it's still it's still a great way to like get out and um, you know have a reason to to take a walk and look for those things what I've seen is a is artists on and I'm talking specifically about street artists um, who I follow, who will post something, but they won't tell us where it is. Mm-hmm. So, so there is still a little bit of a little mystery, fun, and yeah. you know, maybe I will be on a random walk, and I'll be like, I see. Yeah, I think that's important is to like keep a little mystery and keep people uh, excited about finding things themselves. Yeah, I actually was was just thinking about that time like 2012 and I've talked to a couple of friends about this and we're we're actually discussing maybe putting together a show of photography that was around that time Um, but I was just thinking about this show that we we put together in 2012 called special delivery so I started working with um, Endless Canvas, which is a uh, like a Bay Area street art and graffiti documentation website, and you know part of that was because I became super interested in documenting all these artists that I was seeing on my ride to work. And uh, in 2012, they were granted this incredible opportunity to throw an art show in this three-story abandoned building in Berkeley. And um, 
the person the person who owned the building had purchased it and noticed that there was artwork in it. It had been abandoned for 12 years, something like that. It used to be an ink factory. Uh, and he wanted to, he, you know, he eventually had plans to renovate and uh, rework the building and, and he wanted to preserve the artwork that was in there in some way, whether it was, you know, throwing an art show to honor the work or, um, you know, photographing it and documenting it in a book. So Endless Canvas asked, you know, would it be okay if we filled the rest of the walls with murals and we threw a big art show and we'll document it and that'll be, you know, that'll be it. Uh, and he said yes, miraculously, <laughs> which was insane. And so at the height of that time when all of these artists are, are putting up work and uh, really like thriving on the streets, we were able to put together a showcase of all of that work, including people from, you know, obviously Bay Area graffiti scene goes really far back. So there were artists um, in that show that, that were from all parts of the scene. And um, I don't know, I guess that kind of like was the equivalent of an underground music party, but on an art level for me. And it was like, it kind of symbolized that shift of like, okay, cool. So this is actually the focus now. Um, we can throw big parties that are in these spaces that you know nobody else would normally assume, and uh, and and like the scene is still alive. So that was a really cool event, and I look back at that as like one of the probably like the most incredible art experiences. That sounds great. What yeah. year was that? Do you that think? was 2012. 12. Okay. Yeah. So it was three stories of an abandoned ink factory and every single inch of the wall was covered with a mural. And we invited over a hundred artists to participate. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Do you want to talk at all about what's <laughs> happening to the arts, uh, especially independent artists? And yeah. Because something's going on. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's a really interesting time because... Um, you know, there's, there's both growth and um, there's good things happening for artists. I think that we're in a time where it's actually easier for artists to make a living than maybe before. Like, I, I think the internet has a lot to do with that. We have this whole new platform where we can reach a wider audience and um, spread our work. But I also have seen and I don't think this is necessarily like this might be a little bit of a generalization but there's been a little bit of a decline in like the sort of like DIY art scene um, I think with increase in rent the spaces that previously uh, supported community art shows and that kind of work have slowly been disappearing which is really unfortunate um, and also increases in live residential rent yeah exactly people Artists are being forced out choosing to you know to, to get leave. out yeah and absolutely and i know that i you know lived in oakland for 10 years and recently moved a little outside of oakland and it's certainly like changed my uh 
my social life, which was so much built around going to art shows and being involved. And um, now with a little distance between myself and Oakland, it's absolutely like changed the way that I interact with the art scene. And I, I know that a lot of artists are feeling that as well, like kind of being removed from their communities and um, trying to deal with that. And then there's those who are still living and just like struggling to kind of keep their their selves, you know, where they are. And, and after the ghost ship fire, that really changed a lot, which was so hard on the community. Um, like the spaces that people create in, you know, all these different spaces being shut down after that, it was, it was really hard. So we're in a weird time. Like I think, um, it's like both thriving and struggling at the same time. Do you think we as a society value art as we should? I don't, I, I, I'd say yes and, and no. I think that, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to answer that question. Cause obviously like people appreciate the arts um, but yeah, it's still, it's still difficult to be an artist. So I don't know, like there's something lacking if an artist is struggling. I have been thinking about, I mean, we need to find a way, and I know that there are organizations doing this, but we need to find a way where, you know, especially in the Bay Area, like the tech industry is dominant and how can they <coughs> contribute to the art community? Um, and I don't, I don't know like the exact answer, but I think there has to be something. Well, recently, I don't know if, how well you follow the news, but our richest person put up for the, for Prop C, Mark Benioff, like, so he's at least interested in what's happening on the ground in San yeah. Francisco, which I'm not going to say a hundred percent trust the guy but right. and maybe he has some ulterior motives but something's going on like yeah. there maybe he is just a decent person I know he's from here but I'm hoping maybe I'm not going to pretend they're going to solve homelessness right. but you know I'm, right. I'm, I'm hoping that there's a sign with that 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 he will invest in other what I consider vibrant you know uh Parts essential of the parts essential of the, yeah. yeah that that add to what it is to live in a place yeah and it's art and it's teachers and it's nurses and it's you know farmers markets right. or what it's you know it's all those things yeah i feel like if we don't address that then there's just going to be a point where there's there's no choice we have to address that and hopefully those types of people will um acknowledge that i think that um that's actually been what was really exciting for me. I, the beginning of the year, I worked with Meow Wolf, um, which is a perfect example of like the emergence of art and tech. And they've created a experience for people um, that is, you know, people are willing to go and, and pay money and experience this over and over again. And in turn, they've been really successful. and as artists who grew up in the DIY scene, they know the importance of investing back into their community and into artists. And so I think if we can come up with more models like that, um, 
it would be really wonderful because, you know, not only are they paying artists a living wage to work for them, um, but they're also donating money to other DIY spaces, other art spaces that, uh, you know, whether they need to like get up to code to exist <laughs> um, or just need funding to uh, accelerate their programs. And, and they're doing that. And so I think that like these larger tech companies hopefully could look at that as an example. <laughs> One good hope, fingers crossed, so. Check back next week when we'll feature author, musician, and teacher K.R. Morrison. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Bigail. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Just a reminder to follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the episodes from Season 1 and from this season are up over on our website. And we've got a store with Storied SF merch that makes really awesome gifts. The address is storiedsf.com. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please help us find new listeners by rating and reviewing the show. If you have comments or suggestions, send them to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.